So today we'll be uh, continuing our study in First John 1, 1 to 10. And particularly, we'll be looking at um, your sin and how it affects your relationship with Jesus. Because people are always asking uh, about sin, um, even though you believe in Jesus. Um, at which um, it never says that we won't sin. Uh, it just says Jesus makes us clean. Um, and forgives us of that that's salvation or gives us that salvation um, which is only possible because he washes us clean of our sins so in first John 1 1 to 10 uh, again here and we'll be looking at uh, Paul C Jong's spiritual growth uh, is where we'll get most of this from uh, and I'll read that those first 10 verses again just as a refresher um, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen, and bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that, our jo that your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say this, we if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. There are many people who, um, even though they believe Jesus is their Savior, uh, they think that uh, it's natural for them to, to have sin. Um, but such people still don't know how true salvation was fulfilled in the gospel, which was completed in God's light of truth. These people may think that their fellowship with God is entirely up to them, but they will come to realize that this is not the case in reality. With this kind of faith, they cannot come before God even as they try, nor are they able to move closer to Him through their prayers, for there is sin in their hearts. So seeing themselves, they can only lament over their misery. If you are still sinners before God, then you should confess to Him frankly, that you are under the punishment of sin and admit that the gospel, the water, and the spirit is the light of true salvation. It is clear that anyone who still has sin in his heart is not a child of God, regardless of whether he believes in Jesus or not. When we believe in Jesus as our Savior, we must believe in the true gospel. When you believe that this Jesus Christ has blotted out your sins and given you salvation to the gospel, you can be delivered from your sins, and this faith of yours can be approved before the Holy God. Now, that's not to say that you won't sin, because realistically, you will sin. 
it's meaning more that you need to confess your sins and own up to them and realize that Jesus is washing you clean of these sins, making you sinless before God. Today, we see that many Christians are trying to receive the remission of their sins and the entire kingdom of heaven by believing in the doctrine that each denomination has established. But through such um, mad-made religious and doctrinal faith, their sins cannot be blotted out. Only when they know the true gospel written in the Bible and believe in this word of truth can all their sins be blotted out. It's not your, your, your pastor or your priest who washes you of these free of these sins or, or can provide forgiveness. It's only Jesus can provide that forgiveness. So when we look at that further, the faith of the Apostle John was also one that believed in the gospel. First uh, John 5, 3 to 7. Uh, we should examine our faith, whether it is the faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit from God, or the religious or doctrinal faith from human thoughts. If you have sin in your hearts, even as as professed to believe in Jesus, then you are someone who still has no true fellowship with God. Though you say to yourself that you believe in Jesus as the Savior, you have not come into the light of salvation yet. Therefore, there is no true fellowship with God. This is why you end up living in so much pain. Uh, pain meaning like from y- your sin and and those actions that result from your sin because sin has consequences. Uh, such people must confess, Lord, I am still a sinner because I had not known the gospel. Um, and and they need to, to really look at, at that asking the Lord for true fellowship so they can can have that 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 true mercy that that Jesus provides um, and only once you've confessed these sins can you have true fellowship with with Jesus Christ uh, f- for to do so you must stand firm on the faith that clearly knows and believes in the gospel through the faith that believes in this gospel of truth you must be remitted from all your sins once and for all, and abide in the light of salvation by admitting that Jesus is the one who who can do this, that he was our blood sacrifice, who who set us free, and when he rose again, he, he, gave, us, he gave us that freedom, and he defeated death. Uh, today, the reality for many Christians is that even though they believe in Jesus and go on with their lives in faith, um, Many of them haven't realized what true Christianity means, um, and, and they haven't haven't really realized that that, as God says, the wages of sin are de- is death. Um, they haven't realized that they, they, they just haven't understood what what it really means to be a Christian, or understood what it really meant to ask Jesus to come into your heart and, and to to live in your heart. Um, so really it's hard to, to show other Christians that, that, that we are the beacon of, of light in this world if our, we ourselves are living in darkness and, and 
darkness of, of sin, we need to be the light and the beacon in this world. We need to show people what it is like to live a Christian life and and set a good example. Um, not saying you'll never sin, because like I said before, we're all going to sin. It's admitting those sins and, and confessing those sins that, that provides us with that, that freedom and allows us to be that beacon of light. Um, there's a tendency for non-Christians to dislike Jesus Christ um, and dislike Christians. Um, they take offense to it. Um, non-Christians think how convenient it is for them. They sin against their fellow human beings, and yet they say that all they need to do is give a prayer of repentance just once and admit their wrongdoings to God, and what a convenient religion, so they dislike Christians. Um, there are people who say they've renounced to believe in Jesus because their daily sins could not be washed away, even as they have said prayers of repentance. Um, and these people who who fall away from, from Christianity, it, it's a very sad thing. And Christian sinners are easily drawn to tears when they give their, their prayers of repentance. They cannot but be sad, for they are still imprisoned in the darkness of sin and are unable to really receive any actual help from God. Uh, because they do not believe in the gospel, uh, they still have not received the eternal remission of their sins. Even, even if they believe in Jesus Christ, they haven't believed in the, in the true gospel. Like They haven't received the, the true message. They haven't believed in the true message of God, that, that he does provide that, that, that eternal life and that, that forgiveness of their sins. They haven't, haven't come to a true understanding of what it is to be Christian. Um, how have they come to have such an emotion-centered and futile faith? It is because they have been suffering from their sins, and because they cannot understand the word of God even as they read it, that they rely so heavily on their own emotions, to express their reckless fervor. However, with such zealous faith that they hold, the fruits of salvation cannot be born, but only few foolish and futile fruits of sin are born. Because they have sinned, they cannot bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit, even as they try to bear them, nor can they truly love others, no matter how hard they try. Those who still remain as sinners cannot lead a successful life of faith, no matter how hard they try. Why is that? It is because they still do not know the gospel that enables them to receive the remission of sin by washing away their sins, nor believing in this gospel. Those who are not yet, who have not yet received the remission of sin into their hearts must now meet the servants of God who hold God's light of truth, and they must listen to their teachings on the gospel of truth to receive the remission of their sins into their hearts. If you truly want to live your lives of faith with completely sinless hearts and calling God as your Father, you need to wholeheartedly believe in the truth of the gospel that that Jesus proclaimed, that that God spoke through the through the apostles, um, and, and and the Spirit led them in that. And you need to have the Spirit in your heart, and and, and be willing to let the Spirit work in your lives. When you believe the true gospel, you will discover and receive the light of truth. This is why the Lord calls the born again as the light of the world, which is what I was mentioning before, being beacons of light. Um, and that's from Matthew 5.14. Our Lord says 
that a tree is discerned by its fruits. If humans are indeed sinners from their very birth, then they can never have, uh, be, or they can never become righteous unless they believe in the gospel of the, the water and the spirit. If someone who still has sin in his heart says that he believes in Jesus as the Savior, he will be revealed as a liar before God, for his faith is a false one. As such people do not know the gospel, they do not believe in the love of the truth, and they don't have it in their hearts, and and therefore they, they still remain as sinners. Um, God transforms us into right into the righteous, um, and and to to believe in Jesus Christ, but to not believe the full true message. It is an act of hypocrisy, and, and they, they're trying to deceive God, they're trying to deceive other people, and they ultimately deceive themselves. Um, s- such people are, are, are the chaffs described in the Bible, um, that, that they even may be t- attending church, and they think that sometimes attending church is enough, but it's not. Um, if one does not have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, then this person is someone who still does not know the gospel. He can only then live if he remembers that he is a sinner and believes the gospel of the water and the spirit. Without doing so, one cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Those believers in the gospel are led by God, and and for the Holy Spirit dwells in their heart. But for sinners, um, because the Holy Spirit does not dwell in their heart, they are not led by the word of God, but instead live according to their lusts, and therefore they will perish in the end. Once you have become righteous by faith before God, then you will bear the fruits of your faith. When enough time goes by, the righteous have the gospel of the word, and they can bring salvation from sin to others. Those who have received the remission of their sins can boldly say before others that because they believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, they are now righteous. Romans 3.10 says, There is none righteous, no, not one. And people have misunderstood this passage. This passage actually speaks about the condition of mankind before believing in the gospel. We can realize this when we read the next following passages. Um, and, then, and that's so true with so much in the Bible. You have to read it in context. You need to read the verses b- before it and the verses after it. So many people take just one verse and then they use that to mean what they want it to mean. Well, you have to take the full context. And, and th- that, that's how other doctrine um, comes, comes to be um, and how c- cults are, are formed or... or, or or the misunderstanding of the Bible is formed. And that can be very, very dangerous. The Bible says that when we're sinners, Jesus Christ turned us into sinless, turned us sinless by delivering us from the sin with the righteousness of God. No matter who asks, those who have received the remission of sin can say that they are righteous. Someone may ask the righteous, are all your acts then upright? They can testify that though they are insufficient because Jesus blotted out all their sins with the gospel of truth, that they have been remitted from all their sins once and for all by faith. Because all their sins were passed on to Jesus through his baptism and his crucifixion, and therefore they can say that they are now sinless. 
those who have this kind of faith are the ones who can be led by the Holy Spirit, for they abide in the light of truth, which bears all the fruits of the Holy Holy Spirit. In contrast, those who do not believe in the gospel of truth, of the water, and of the Spirit, cannot dare to say before God that they are without sin, for all their sins remain intact in their hearts. This is akin to the fact that every tree bears its fruit according to its kind. Just as thorn bushes bear thorns, it is only a matter of fact that apple trees would bear apples. The righteous continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of their lips, giving thanks to his name, as found in Hebrews 13.15, which is the fruit of the lips of the... which and what is the fruit of the lips of the Christian sinners. The the answer of that is, is the reason why they cannot sincerely profess that they are without sin is because they do not believe in the gospel. Therefore, their sins remain in their hearts. Such people say, although they profess that they have been saved from their sin, they cannot claim to be without sin, since their hearts still have sin. Everyone must believe in the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ in order to become sinless, and they have to believe that he sacrificed himself for us and rose again, defeated death, and gives us a place in heaven. He who walks in light of the truth is one who believes in the gospel and the gospel of salvation that Jesus spoke of, in which they, the, their heart, in their heart the Holy Spirit dwells um, because of this faith. Uh, in the hearts of those who become God's own children, would there be sin or not? There is, of course, no sin. The Lord's Prayer says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. God is holy and he is light. He is, has no darkness at all. He is no sin either. How then could our Lord be glorified when someone who has sin in his heart says to him, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When someone who has sin in their heart prays to God, our God the Father who is mercy and grace and who is slow to be provoked to anger, this sinner now stands before you. Can such a prayer be accepted by God? This kind of prayer and faith is what blasphemes the name of God, something that makes mockery out of prayer by someone who is not even God's child. In no time God ever had a sinner as his child. Uh, he still calls us his children of God. But w what I think Paul C. Jong is meaning here is that God himself is sinless and that uh, you need to, in order to be a child of God that is going to be s saved and, and live with God in heaven forever, needs to have that forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um, that, that we're confessing that, that that Jesus has the power to blot out our sins, and that is what is going to bring us into true communion and fellowship with Jesus Christ, and and, and allow us to be true Christians and allow us to to follow God with the fruits of the Spirit and and have those the fruits of the Spirit and feel the benefits of that. Um. It is very important to to, to note um, that um, Acts twenty six nine to eleven. Let's read that passage here. Um, Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and this um, 
is is speaking um, it seems of King Agrippa. Um, this I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. So, being a child of God, you look at it and, and you can reflect on, on the acts um, that King Agrippa committed before receiving the remission of sin. The, or, sorry, what Paul had committed. Um, and, and he describes himself as chief among sinners, uh, even as he had been the chief villain among sinners. Thanks to God's long patience, he came to discover the gospel and to receive the remission of sin. He is testifying that this is how, by believing in the true gospel, he became God's servant. The Apostle Paul is admitting here that before he was born again, he was the chief among sinners. But after encountering the Lord and being born again in faith, he became a righteous man without sin in his heart. So if someone has any sin in his heart, even after believing in Jesus, he must be a liar. The word of God can't be planted in his heart. Um, because, um, and again, I, I want to emphasize, it, it's not to say that you're not going to sin, <clears throat> because t- truth is, you're, you're going to sin. We're all, we're all born sinners, and, and, and sin is part of humanity. It's, it's by believing in, in Jesus Christ that we're washed free of this sin, and I, I'm trying to hit that point home here, that we need to believe in Jesus Christ, but not just believe in him, but to believe that he died and rose again to forgive us of our sins and wash us clean. And that is why baptism is so important. It's a public profession of our faith that we go into the water a sinner and we come out a new being. We come out clean uh, and, and, and we can be a true child of God. We can have that, that true fellowship and communion with, with Jesus Christ. That is the point I really want to want to put home here um, as I think it is it is so important and, and as Christians we really really need to to believe this and we really need to to profess that as our faith.